This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Trying to stay warm on a Wednesday. Welcome in San Diego to Gwen and Chris. Chris Ello, Matt Scraby together in our Odyssey Palace studios here in sunny San Diego, California. Uh, Tony Gwynn Jr., down in Peoria, where the Padres are uh, playing today against the Texas Rangers, but Tony is uh, not on the broadcast. So, uh, joining the program here, how are you today? Why is the why is the weather only hitting us here in San Diego and not heading? I thought down we didn't have weather. Our, whatever weather we have, <laughs> I'm never going to let him forget that for some reason. I don't know. That's why. fine. Uh, I... The fact is, it's rainy, it's cold, and it doesn't seem like it's affecting. Anything going on in Peoria, Arizona? You guys seem shielded from all of the treacherous weather conditions, Tony. Yeah, there's something about this desert that breaks up storms. Because uh, certainly we were scheduled to have about as like 74% chance or something like that. And it's just dwindled like by the hour. However, I do think uh, it is supposed to supposedly supposed to be raining right around now. So I don't know what that that how far that goes but certainly it won't be what you guys have uh have seen in san diego yeah we've had it uh we've had it rough i mean really really rough here uh for us uh wimpy sorts here in san diego a little rain little wow rain. it is raining really hard this is being cool here on the intercom empire so if you're sitting out there what? Yeah, if you are that is the problem that you have to deal with uh Nelson Cruz rained a home run down on the Texas Rangers today. Spring training action there in the seventh inning, and uh, the Padres are leading the Texas Rangers 5-1. to one. Uh, Nick Martinez looked very, very sharp in four innings of work today, allowed just one hit, walked one, struck out four. Ryan Weathers uh, taking over in the uh, fifth inning, uh, got out of a bases loaded jam in the sixth inning, and then gave up a solo home run in the seventh inning. He has exited the contest after two and a third innings as Ryan Weathers' efforts to get back on this ball club. And uh, the other news of the day, to get get you all caught up on Padres baseball, they have signed uh, Rugned Odor, the uh, former uh, second baseman for the Texas Rangers and others. Uh, Minor league deal, come in and compete for a job. So the more the merrier, Tony. Uh, Bring him on in. Uh, Odor was a 30-home run guy Way back when, I don't think he's ever had much of a batting average, but uh, he's got a little power for a second baseman. He's got big league experience, and uh, you know he's been playing for eight or nine years. So uh, this guy's hit uh, 174 career home runs. So we'll see yeah, if he's got, got little, anything left in the tank. 
He got a little thump. Uh, it's more uh, depth, especially considered that you're about to have a bunch of guys leave uh, to go play in WBC. So uh, this gives them another body. It sounds like he's going to get be thrown right into action, it sounds like. So uh, I saw him today as uh, as he uh, was really getting himself acclimated. Um, and, you know, I think we'll, we'll see. I don't, I don't know what the expectation is uh, in terms of Rugnit, but uh, he, he's in depth and, and he's he's done it at a, he has at one time done it at a high level at, the, at in this league. Yeah, he's had uh, not just one thirty home run season in his career. He's actually had three thirty home yeah. run seasons when he was with the Texas Rangers. Uh, still hit thirteen home runs last year for the Baltimore Orioles. The thing with Odor is he never puts up any batting average. Uh, two oh seven, two oh two, one sixty seven, two oh five. So uh, it doesn't hit for much average, but then again, nobody cares about batting average anymore. Just care what you do with the hits that you do get. Uh, one thing you could ask Rugnet Odor about, uh, Tony, and and then step out of the way. Uh, yeah, apparently right his nickname is Stinky. Have you, did oh, you see that? I did not. <laughs> yeah, that's his nickname, Stinky. Yeah, I, don't I, I, I don't know I, that anybody wants to have that nickname. Yeah, I didn't catch a whiff when I uh, shook his hand today. So <laughs> I, think, I, 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 I don't know way, how. So. Yeah, I don't know how true that nickname is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, Rugnet Ordor, uh, former uh, Texas Ranger, did uh, make a one-year stop with the Yankees and last year with the Baltimore Orioles. So he signs a minor league deal. Um, is Jerickson Profar still out there waiting to get picked up by somebody? Not that the Padres have any money or room left for him, but. I, I don't understand why nobody thinks Jerickson Profar can play ball this year. What's going on with that this? Does seem, it does seem a little peculiar, right? I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, the guy was a he, pretty he, important part of what the Padres did last year, and you'd yeah. think somebody would have recognized that, but uh, Jerickson's still out there. Yeah, I don't know what his, what his asking price is, but uh, certainly you would think that he would have improved his stock after last year's uh, performance. I mean, he had a pretty good season. Um, uh, uh, for for himself. So yeah, I don't know exactly what uh what's going on there, but he, he the, he's still available as far as I know. Yeah, me too. So uh, that's uh that's a lot of the Padre news. Uh, Bob Melvin did speak to the media as he does every day down at spring training. Talked about uh, several things. Uh, let's uh, go to the second clip here, Scraby. Uh, Bob Melvin discussing. What will factor into the team's decision to start the season with either a five- or six-man rotation? This in the aftermath of Joe Musgrove's broken toe injury. Yeah, I just whether or not we feel like we're more in need of length in the bullpen or if we want to give the other starters a little bit of a break. Originally, we were looking at six just because that's kind of how we started last year and the guys kind of embraced it, but... We'll, we'll do what we think is best suited for the team, and if that's taking a little bit more off their plate as far as innings you know, in a five-man, then we'll look at that. If not, um, then we'll see who kind of uh, rears their head to potentially be that sixth guy. Could it be something like five-and-a-half where someone like it's a swingman type who's in the bullpen sometimes, or do you want it to be either five or six? You know, as we go along, too, we can make adjustments. So if we feel like, you know, the first few times out, we want to give our guys an extra day, then maybe we bring somebody up to start a game and do that five and a half type of thing that you're talking about. 
So Bob Melvin going to keep his options open. That's that's a pretty uh, normal answer from Bob Melvin around this time of year at spring training. Uh, always yeah. answering questions to keep as many options available as possible, and that's sensible because, honestly, they probably don't know uh, exactly how they're going to start the season with five-man, six-man. I don't know that you have to – you don't have to make a make a statement to the world of exactly what you're doing. You can just start who, you know, you feel like starting – uh, I think you got to announce starting pitchers with the day of the game. I mean, in this day and age, how often does it say uh, to be named, right? I mean, you know, obviously Darvish and Snell and and uh, probably Nick Martinez, those guys are going to make their regular turns in the rotation at the beginning of the season. Musgrove will probably be along shortly thereafter. Uh, you know, but Lugo and, uh, and Waka and the rest of these guys, they can pitch uh, – when need be. I mean, teams don't list their starting pitchers that far in advance anymore, Tony, right? You, you see it all the time going into a weekend series. The pitcher on Sunday is, you know, bullpen or to be named later. So you can just do that. Yeah. yeah. No, it doesn't. They don't. I mean, it, in a course of 162 games, yes, there will be times where it's TBA um, and, and you won't have it. But. This is this is probably this is I don't want to say it's an annoyance, but it's probably like a an irrit an irritating time for for Bo Mel, right? Because you know we're gonna ask these questions about rotations, and it's March first. Like there's no yeah. way he has <laughs> there's no way the he knows. answers he has the answers to any of this, especially with Joe latest injury. So um, this is something as we start getting into. I would say like middle of March, he'll start. The picture will start to become more clear. But until then, um, especially as it pertains to some of the um, long-term uh, decisions in terms of what it's going to look like come opening day, uh, it, there's just not going to be a whole lot. There's going to be. We're going to talk about progression. We're going to talk about guys coming along. Uh, but in terms of concrete details, like. I bet you Bo Mel has a good idea, but he doesn't know what his opening day lineup is going to look like. Like at this very, very moment, um, he he he's run out a couple different four uh, like combinations that could be it. None of which had Fernando Tatis Jr. in it at this point. So we haven't even seen what that entire big dog lineup looks like yet. They haven't they haven't thrown that one out there yet. But uh, it's soon to come. But yeah, those those are the type of answers we're going to get from Bo Mel until we get into like the middle of March. And with all due respect, those are the kind of questions we're going to keep getting until he gives us a concrete answer. So, right, it's just, it's just kind of how it's the, thing the goes, dance. You know? It's the dance. Uh, before we go on with Bob Melvin, uh, uh, if Tony Gwynn Jr. ever wants to add another job, I think he should to what he's already doing out there with the talk show and the broadcasting. Weatherman yeah. could be in your future, Tony. You said that it was supposed to start raining about now in Peoria. As soon as you said that, the skies opened up and the game has been rained out. Yes. It's over. <laughs> they immediately went to the dugout and just it was pouring. They said, I, I think what the umpire's quote to Bob Melvin was, well, Tony Gwynn Jr. said it's supposed to rain now, so let's call this game off and get out of here while we can. So this, uh, the, yeah. that's it. The, 
I guess I guess uh, I guess the app that I look at uh, had it right. Pretty, cat, pretty accurate. Man. You know, oh. Mudcat has his own app that you know I, I guess doesn't really work all that often. But you yeah, need to no, give I... him your app then. Yeah, that app is uh, <laughs> that app is brilliant, Tony. Don't share that with anybody. You've got uh, gold there in that weather app. Uh, yes, the Padre game. Just while we were talking here, uh, they finished the top of the seventh inning. Craig Stammen got the final two outs and. The skies opened up and uh, started pouring, and the umpire said, "Okay, that's good." Teams agreed that's good for today, so the Padres have won the another spring... Cactus League win, baby. Yeah, closing the gap on the uh, Cactus League lead. Scraby really wants his Cactus League championship, <laughs> so uh, we're keeping an eye on that for him. Uh, all right, let's get a couple of more quick uh, thoughts in from Bob Melvin here before we go to our first break. Uh, we mentioned Rugned Odor joining the Padres today. And joining the Padres in spring training, Bob Melvin saying a good chance Odor will start seeing some action pretty much right away. Know a lot about him. Played, you know, managed against him for quite a while. Um, so looking in to get an opportunity, you know, we were a little short on some infielders, especially with the WBC too. So, you know, get an opportunity to play. Good chance I'll start him tomorrow at second base, and we'll see what he has to offer. There you have it. So, uh, Rudnett yeah. Odor uh, on this ball club uh, and uh, going to get an immediate chance uh, to see what he can do and show what he can I'm do. Sorry, I, I'm sorry I ruined that clip. I, I, I was there when he said it. So, when I mentioned earlier that he's going to get a chance to play, I did not know we were going to use the clip. It's okay. Oh, it's quite all right. You didn't ruin anything. No. You, you can't ruin anything, Tony. You, you You're called Nostradamus. the rainstorm in Peoria. <laughs> You're on a roll today. Uh, one last thing from Bob Melvin, because everybody wants to know what his thoughts were concerning Fernando Tatis Jr.'s return to the field yesterday. Fernando did not play today, if you're wondering, but he certainly played yesterday, and here's what Bob Melvin thought about that. Felt good. Next time he'll have today off, and then he'll play in the outfield tomorrow. As far as testing the shoulder, it looked like he was not tentative at all, at least on that first swing. No, nor the base running part of it, too. So he just wants to go out there and play instinctively, and that was all part of... You know, trying to get him, take him through all the, you know, as we talked about, check the boxes to make sure that he he knows how everything was going to feel before he got out there. Along with the, the big solid swing, also you mentioned the stolen base. He actually had to use that left arm to keep himself close. So I guess some good signs that he, he's not worried about the shoulder at all. Yeah, I think that <clears throat> the stolen base, you know, came into play for quite a, you know, all his, you know, his surgeries. So whether it was the wrist or whether it was the shoulder, I think, you know, there's a certain security you feel in knowing that you get out there and you test it right away and it feels good nice appearance there by bob scanlon on the program today yeah. asking some questions to uh, manager bob melvin there All you right, know, so- actually real quick chris we talked about this yesterday when tony was doing the game but tony it, it, fernando tatis jr said yesterday something i never really thought of but bob melvin has never actually managed him in a real regular season game so, and him in that answer right there saying, you know, finding a place that he can manage Fernando, he has to learn all that. Or is it just easy? I don't know. Who said finding a place where he can manage? Uh... No, no, I, I'm saying that. Like, Bob Melvin still doesn't exactly have the read. You know how he has, he knows all the other players, but Fernando's never actually played a regular season game for him. Maybe I'm just reading into it too much. Yeah, no, I, I think, uh, I don't think there will be much adjustment 
for uh, Bo Mallard. Chris is just uh, laughing at me, and I don't appreciate that. <laughs> I'm laughing so hard right now. I don't appreciate that. He's trying to that. create something that no! they, he realizes as he's saying it that there's nothing to it. No, there. <sighs> All Bob Melvin has to do is write his name down T A T I S. Not really difficult. <laughs> you guys don't get it. T A T I S Jr. J R. Period. I'm saying yeah. what I'm saying is Bob Melvin doesn't have the same relationship with Fernando that he does the other players. Possibly. I, I don't know. know. I, would, I would argue talking person to person to Fernando than he has yeah, any other player. I, I, I would argue that they've had a lot tougher conversations, I would say, than most of the conversations he's had with some of the other guys. All right, I'm stupid and I'm never talking again. <laughs> Thank you. Now that we all agree on something, we can get on to our first break of the day. Coming up on the program today, Rate the Radio Call will make a 240 appearance today on the show. About a half an hour from right now, A.J. Casavell from MLB.com will be on the show in the 3 o'clock hour today. Uh, we have to cover that Aztec debacle last night, and we will oh, certainly man. talk about the way that game finished up. Not too good for San Diego State. We'll get into our daily gambit, Chris versus the fans, the Big Five. It's all ahead between now and 6 o'clock. Sit back, relax, stay out of the rain, and enjoy Gwen and Chris on San Diego's number one sports talk station, 97.3 The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 222 on the clock. 322 out here in Phoenix. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello. Match gravy. Man, um, where do I start with the Aztecs? I unfortunately could not get the game where I was at. Um, and so the last time I checked, the Aztecs were up about eight. Yeah. And so it was a, um, a gut punch to wake up this morning and look at my phone and see that they lost by six. Yeah. Uh, Chris, I, I have to let you kind of lead the way here because I didn't get a chance to see the game. What? Wait, it was like about four minutes or so. Four minutes when I left. Saw, yeah, led by when eight, I saw the score. Led yeah. by eight, sixty to fifty-two, four forty-eight left. From there, Boise State outscored the Aztecs fourteen nothing. So that's it. Aztecs offense went, uh, 
you know, missed shot, turnover, missed shot, turnover, turnover. You know, I mean, it just uh, they, they didn't execute at the offensive end, and defensively, they couldn't get a rebound. They just could not mm. get a rebound. Uh, Max Rice, the coach's son for Boise State, banked in a three-pointer. Uh, that cut the lead to one, and it really seemed to give Boise State some momentum. He uh, came right back down, hit another three-pointer. And then after the Aztecs fell behind by a couple, Boise State just kept getting offensive rebounds. They they, they kept missing shots and kept getting the ball back, and so the Aztecs couldn't get any chances to to catch up. Brian Dutcher, you know, for to his credit, and I say to his credit a lot because I think he does a good job of being honest about his team, and he said he went in and told his guys after the game, he said, sometimes you don't get the result you deserve. He said, but tonight we got the result we deserved. We deserved, mm. we deserved it. We didn't We didn't do anything right in the last five minutes of that game. Competitors don't make excuses. They just make plays. Well, I mean, that's, that's accurate from Rocky Long and has always been used on this program. But I thought Brian Dutcher hit it on the head. They didn't deserve to win the game. They didn't make a single play in the final five minutes, and they didn't need to make too many, and they could have won that game. But, uh, you know, momentum's a crazy thing. I, that three-point shot that banked in really seemed to give Boise State a lot of life. And, uh, you know, like I said, the the, the coach's son, I, I think he scored 12 straight points. So that yeah. was ball game. Aztecs with nothing but turnovers and missed shots and, and just missing chances to get rebounds. Let a game slip away, and and my first thought, unfortunately, Tony is welcome to the number six seed in the six NCAA seed, tournament. Yeah. I, I mean, this was their chance to move up to a five. Maybe if they swept the rest of their games, they could go up to a four. But I think they're looking at a six seed now, and you know we've been talking about how crazy dangerous that is because eleven seeds are the likes of North Carolina, Oklahoma State. You know these kinds of teams that have a ton of talent. So, you know, yeah. that's a, it's not a death blow, right? I mean, you're still going to win the conference. Uh, you're going to still have a great season. You beat Wyoming, you win the conference outright, you're going to get the number one seed. You still can win the conference tournament. You can still do some damage in the NCAA. So it's not like it's a death blow, but it was certainly a painful loss. And I hope I mean, that it, they it, take it to heart. It pours cold water on what was a, a good run. You know, six straight. Yeah. Um. You you're 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 sprinting towards the finish. You'd already clinched, uh, the the conference in terms of the top seed, um, but this one hurts because it was it was there for the taking. Yep. Eight four minutes four plus minutes to go, and uh, you're right. Go, Coach Dutch has never been one to sugarcoat very much. I mean. And that's probably why his teams are able to bounce back a lot of times because um, they're told the truth yeah, <laughs> in these right. scenarios, right? <laughs> they're told the truth. Yeah. We didn't play well enough to win that ball game, and uh, we'll take the L because of it. You look across the board, you mentioned some of the turnovers. I mean, all but three guys had at least one turnover in that game. I mean, everybody who who logged minutes had at least one. And it seemed like the, all of them happened in the last five minutes. Yeah, and that's and you know that's that's the that's when you don't want yeah. to be turning the ball over. Uh, Seiko, a rope, and Johnson are the only guys who end up without a turnover. And uh, Darian Tramiel had a rough shooting night. It looks like two for nine from the field, one for six from three point land. Um, he, he seemed like he had started to get going in the right direction, and 
Um, you know, this is a, this is a, as you said, it's a tough loss. It does probably start to push them down into that sixth seed, uh, and unless they get some help elsewhere. Yeah. Um, and, and you, you know, I think we're we're a little jaded because we've been in that sixth seed before. We've seen the results of it, so it in some ways it does feel like a a, a death wish, a little, a little death kiss, a little bit. Yeah, a little you know, bit, so. Yeah. Uh, hopefully they can bounce back though. They got one more game, a last regular season game of the season, um, before they start the tournament. Yeah, one thing that's uh, got to be on the minds of San Diego State, and I'm sure it is on some of these fans that are a little disgruntled with the Aztecs right now. Not only do they, you know, let the lead get away last night, but you look at their six losses this season, Tony. Four of them almost look like certain victories that turned into defeats. One was in Nevada. Mm-hmm. They were ahead late in the game, got outscored 16-6 to down the stretch. They were tied with New Mexico at home, and then New Mexico went on an 11-0 run late in the game. And, of course, the Arkansas game early in the season when they had the four-point lead with 13 seconds, they also led that game by 10 with 13 minutes to go. So four of their six losses have been you know, pretty much kind of heartbreakers. The only two that I feel like they've really been outplayed the entire way was the Arizona loss and the St. Mary's game. The other four games, they very easily could have won all of those games. Yeah. And, you know, I I think it it rankles you a little bit to realize that they're that close to having an even better record. At the same time, it's not like they've lost every close game this season. You know, they've won some overtime games. They've won some. We were just talking about that. Exactly. So, you know, if you play 10 close games and you win the majority of them, you're going to end up having a good season. Remember, they pulled out the win at Utah State on that crazy night uh, a few weeks ago, one by two. They beat New Mexico on the last second shot by Butler just this past Saturday. They beat Fresno State by two. So they've won their share of close games as well. It's not like every time they're involved in a. In a coin flip game, they come up short, but they have yeah. come up short a few times, and I think it's—I just hope it's something they take with them into the NCAA tournament. That no matter what the score, no matter what the circumstance, no matter what the situation, they got to stay focused. They got to bear down, uh, you know, because at any moment a game can turn, and and that's what happened to them last night. Yeah, and they know they can win those type of games. I mean, ultimately, you're right. And again, it, it again, it only feels the way it feels because we attach it to what it could become for the tournament, right? Which is that sixth seed. So it feels probably worse than it is. But I, I, listen, I think it was on the top of everybody's mind, especially the way they played. Man, they got a chance to run the table. Is what everybody was probably thinking. I know I certainly was, and that kind of goes out the window. So there's a little bit of disappointment, but they'll have a chance to to kind of rebound and and get themselves going in the right direction. Um, because uh, you know, listen, this is a good ball club. Even if, even with this loss, this is a good ball club. They just gotta um, try to correct those. Really, the the last the last three four minutes of a game is sometimes, as you said, where some of the mistakes end up coming back to bite them. All right, let's uh, get to break. When we come back, rate the radio call is on the way. More Gwen and Chris. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. It's 2.37. Welcome back to Gwen and Chris. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr. Matt Scraby, not together necessarily, uh, separated by a few hundred miles. Uh, Scraby and I are together in our Odyssey Palace studios. Tony Gwynn Jr. is in rainy Peoria, where the uh, Padres uh, spring training Thanks game a lot, guys. was rained out. <laughs> well, it's rainy here, too, so we, we, we share guys, in that. You guys are sharing it right now. Yeah, we share in that. Uh, 5-1 Padres. Seven-inning victory today over the Texas Rangers. It was a beautiful day for baseball until Tony Gwynn Jr. came on this program and said, it's supposed to be raining any minute now, according to my app. Boom. And as soon as he said that, the skies opened. The game was called off. It's very true. And uh, the Padres get a 5-1 win. Stars of the day, Nick Martinez, four shutout innings. Looking allowed only one hit. Nothing wrong with that. Nelson Cruz hits his first spring home run for the Padres today. Juan Soto had a couple of hits, including a double, added a stolen base. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. did not play today, but uh, Padres go ahead and uh, improve their spring record. Scraby to four and two. Woo! Have you checked the standings recently in the Cactus League? The We're Cactus aiming for the big cake, man. No, I have not checked the Cactus League standings as well, of late. Right now, Angels are four and one. Boo. Royals, Royals, and Padres four and two. Well, those you powerhouses know, you, are you always at the top. You know what the Angel fans are saying, right? Cactus League champions, baby! Yep, championship. They're not getting a championship. The Padres <laughs> are winning the Cactus League. Sammy Lev guaranteed it to us. Wherever he goes. The champagne, champagne flows. flows. That's right. So we'll keep an eye on the cactus. We really care about these cactus league standings. Speaking I think Scraby you, I does. Do. I do. Scraby does. Uh, anyway, we were going to do rate the radio call in this segment, but Omaha, Omaha. Yes, we're calling an audible. Thank you very much, Peyton Manning. We are <laughs> calling an an audible here because the game ended early, 
AJ Casavell from MLB.com will be available to us a little earlier. So uh, we're going to uh, visit with AJ here in just a few minutes, get to the very latest on Padre baseball. We'll do rate the radio call in the 3.30 segment today. But, uh, Tony, anything new and like a, you know, a little Peoria postcard from you? Have you spoken with anybody? Have you been out and about, or are you still kind of easing your way into the spring? Um, let me see. I don't think there's really any, a whole lot going on. I mean, I've kind of updated you guys. You guys know about everything, at least so far. Um, it's, it's, it's been a little weird because guys are getting ready to leave. Right. We, there, there hasn't been, um, a, like a ton of, you know, one-on-ones that I may have been able to have with some of these guys. You guys are trying to get ready. So, you know, I'm very mindful of that, but. I got a chance to talk to, as I said, Rugnit Odor today a little bit. Um, had a good conversation with Nelly Cruz. I mean, these guys are um, these guys seem to be they they seem to be ready to roll. You know, not ready to roll for season, but they're 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 about their work right now. I heard a rumor that uh, between your visits with some of the players, you've been signing a lot of autographs. This, I heard that rumor too. Is this true? Are you are you busy getting um, hounded for autographs in Peoria? I don't know that that's any more than not any more than normal than I normally do. Well, well we did to, to yes. guys like Scraby and I. Even one autograph is more than normal. <laughs> and so. I know. AJ I will Cassidy say this: Jesse Agler has had to sign a whole Whoa, lot. Whoa, I like yeah. that. I remember, yeah. Uh, we put you in a Pope mobile yesterday. By the way, when you weren't here, we said that you have to mobile. travel through Peoria in a Pope mobile so that you can get through the crowds in time. <laughs> oh, the crazy oh, yeah. fans <laughs> that are trying to get a piece you. of you. <laughs> yes, Scraby's hilarious. All right, let's bring on even, AJ. Even <laughs> let's bring on AJ. Even when you're not here, Tony, his uh, hilarity continues. Uh, let's go out to our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline in Peoria, Arizona, AJ Casavell from MLB.com. We thank you for the time. How are you, AJ? Good to talk to you. I- I have plenty of time for you guys. It's an hour and fifty-five minute game shortened by rain. So, isn't all this time in the world? Isn't this wonderful? I mean, is everybody liking this more than they thought they were going to like it? AJ, <laughs> the 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 speed up game. I don't know about everybody. I mean, I think there's some people who are still getting used to it. But for the like, I think the general consensus is that this is it's it's not the time of the game. And I know you see that on Twitter. Uh, you'll you'll see. Oh, look, look at this game. It was two hours and however many minutes. Two twenty nine was our first one and whatever. I, I could care less about what the time ends up being. It's just that the baseball itself is being played at kind of a pace that that lends to excitement and action, and it's kind of the way – it's the way I grew up watching baseball, and at some point in the last 20 years it got slower, and it's it, it, it's just a much better spectacle from at least where I'm sitting. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. I, I don't know about you, but it, and I don't know if it has anything to do with the actual pitch clock, but it just seems like there's just – Balls in play. There's a lot more action going on, uh, so I I, I I agree with you, AJ. This has been good. This is a game that we um, we grew up watching. I, I want to ask you a little bit about the rotation because uh, it was your question uh, the, that we listened to a little bit earlier about six man, five man, five and a half man. Is there anybody in that mix that maybe uh, we don't talk about as much? I know we we talk about Martinez. We talk about Lugo. Uh, Morty Hone, is, is there another guy in that mix that may have a shot to to be one of those type of pitchers? Well, I think it's time to start kind of asking that question because we don't know when Joe Musgrove's coming back. And so a guy like Jay Groom, who looked sharp this spring, um, 
Ryan Weathers has kind of changed up his delivery a little bit, and I think he expects better results than what he got last season in the AAA as a result. Um, guys like Brent Honeywell. I, I think the five and a half, like if, if, if kind of I'm drawing it up, what the Padres are going to do for those first four or five weeks of the season when they have they open the year with 24 games in 25 days, uh, it's something like that where you maybe go five-man, five-man, six-man, and, and you call a guy up for that spot start to make sure that you're, the rest of your guys are fresh and you kind of play with the off day or two that you get early in the season. So, um, I mean, we're going to, we're going to kind of find out over the next couple of weeks, which of these guys are ready. The Padres essentially tried to bring as many of those, those fringe guys into camp and, and hope that one or two of them hit so that they have the requisite pitching depth. Uh, they have guys like Julio Peron, Jay Groom, Ryan Weathers, Brent Honeywell, that caliber of, of pitcher who, if things break right, they could be a serviceable, useful back of the rotation, big league piece. Um, and I think that's kind of what the rest of the spring's for, is seeing which of those guys fill that role. AJ, is the signing of uh, Rugnet Odor to a, to a minor league contract, is this more about trying to have somebody to make sure they can fill spots while uh, a lot of players are gone for the, for the World Baseball Classic, or... Is Odor got a legit shot to make this team? Does David Dahl on a minor league contract have a legit shot to make this? And, you know, who are the people competing for those bench spots that a lot of fans seem to think, you know, the Padres are lacking a little depth behind their superstar starting lineup? But I think there's some pretty good players out there that are battling for these positions. Yeah, I think there's some useful depth. It 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 might feel a little thin on that opening day roster just because you don't have Fernandez at East Junior in right field, so you got to put one of those guys in right field, and by default, one of those guys is coming off the bench. Um, but once Tetis returns, I think there's there's plenty of depth in this organization, and guys like Odor and Dahl, for me, there's a place for at least one of them on the bench because if you're drawing up what that opening day bench might look like, it's really right-handed heavy. And those are two left-handed hitters that have done it before in the big leagues. And so if, if if Matt Carpenter's starting because the Padres need to kind of shake up their lineup because Fernando Tatis Jr. is not in there for those first 20 games, well, who's your lefty bat on the bench going to be? I, I think David Dahl's swung a really nice bat early this spring. He's he's kind of fully recovered from the shoulder thing that, that bothered him the last year or two. And then, uh, I mean, if Odor competes and if he, if he shows – something i know he struggled in baltimore last year there's a spot for him in that in that role in that type of role too so uh these guys are going to get a real chance to make the big league roster i don't know what what the stipulations exactly are in their contracts of i know some of the more veteran guys have have the the ability to opt out if they don't make the big league club but i think it's it's an it's a distinct possibility that at least one of these guys makes the roster and there's there's bench places available AJ Casavall joins us here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. And AJ, uh, Brandon Dixon has had a pretty good spring training thus far. He, he's versatile. He can play a little bit of the outfield. Um, you mentioned kind of that fourth outfielder spot. Uh, he certainly could fill it. You got you got Sugar Azokar going uh, for the Padres. Jose Azokar. Um, how, how have you seen? What have you? Do you think the Padres are looking? at one of those two guys for that uh, fourth outfield spot? And if and if there's another one, who is that? I think it's those two guys, and they might ultimately both have a chance to make the roster depending on um, 
the status of Adam Engel, who I know has been – he's looked actually pretty good in some of the, some of the backfield at-bats he's taking, but he's unable to run so far right. because, of, uh, because of a cap strain. So if, he's, if he opens the season on the injured list, which I think is a possibility, then there's room for both of those guys. And like you said, it, it, the good thing about this race, and I, you don't want to read too much into a few at-bats in late February, early March – but all these guys, Azokar, David Dahl, and Brandon Dixon, have looked sharp this spring, and that's the way you want your spring competitions to play out. You want the guys competing for it to, to be pushing each other. And so there's, there's a place for both of them. Obviously, Dixon and Azokar are very different players. Azokar's defense is outstanding. He can play all three of those outfield spots. Dixon's defense is extremely useful in a way because the Padres don't have many backup options in the infield. Now, they did just bring on Rugnet Odor, but... Dixon can play, he can slide between the two and he can slide infield outfield if you, if you want to maneuver some guys in the field, especially in the early part of the season with uh, Tatis out, he, he could be capable of doing it. So versatility, obviously always a good thing off the bench. I mean, these guys have been, they've been hitting and they've been, they've been playing well and that's what the Padres wanted to see. AJ, what do you think about the, what's the latest on the catching situation? Uh, Hey, you know, we still got a ways to go, so I know it's difficult for Bob Melvin to pin it down exactly how he plans on using, uh, you know, Nola and Campusano. And how much do you think Campusano is going to be pushing Nola for playing time? And how do you think it's going to get ferreted out, at least at the beginning? Yeah, I think the beginning will be whatever, whatever it ends up being at the beginning, will, it'll be kind of a fluid situation throughout the year where um, if Campusano hits, he can force his way into more of it. I would say at the start of the season, maybe you're looking at something like once or twice each time through the rotation where Camposano is behind the plate. Uh, he could maybe force his way into into closer to 40% of those reps if he has a really big spring. Um, and, I mean, obviously the Padres have been waiting for this Luis Camposano breakout for a long time now, but, it's, I mean, catching in the major leagues is tough. It's the one position where there's – the most things are happening and it's probably the hardest to hit the ground running in the big leagues. And so if he kind of proves that this is, and there've been really, really strong reports throughout camp on what he's done this year and kind of his investment in this pitching staff. Um, if, if this is the year that he has that breakthrough, I think the Padres could see maybe mid season, something of a relatively equal timeshare. That's, that's kind of their, their view on what, what happens if everything breaks right. Um, but for now it's, it, I, I would say it's Nola's job, but the starting catcher job isn't really – I mean, that's an antiquated notion at this point. The ca- catching is – it's a two-man job, and I would yeah. say it, it's probably to start the season something like two-thirds of the time Nola, one-third of the time Camposano. All the – AJ, out of all the competitions in camp, um, we, we seem to have a good idea on, you know, the the, the groups that's going for – uh, the fourth outfield spot, or maybe the extra infielder. We seem to know how the DH is probably going to work out. The bullpen, though, it seems like that's probably not as set, and maybe that's because you don't know if we're going to have a four, five, five-and-a-half, six-man rotation. What about the bullpen? And and, and I'm sure that's going to take some time to work out, but would you agree that that's like the, the toughest to p- fully put together how it's going to actually work out? I think so because there's just so many guys, and it's, it's the it's the problem you want to have. But you, you've got guys like Jose Castillo, Michelle Baez, who are now healthy, and and they could make an impact in that bullpen. Um, obviously, Stephen Wilson, Adrian Morihone. You don't know what's going to happen, whether he's going to be built up toward that, that sixth or five and a half starter role. Um, 
you've got some of these starters who, in theory, could be good swingmen out of the bullpen. They could they could be serve as that long reliever type. And so I, I think th- there is some clarity in the bullpen that you know at least five of the names. Uh, right. You, you've got Hader and Suarez and Hill and Garcia and um, off the top of my head, I'm forgetting someone, but uh, but Drew Pomerantz would be the sixth, and then that seventh spot is open and then we don't know whether the eighth spot is open but there are definitively names to fill those seventh and eighth spots and so i think uh i I just think that that the bullpen is probably the hardest to determine and it's also i mean it's early march it's it's, you don't know kind of how what what's going to happen in a bullpen throughout throughout spring training there's always twists and turns and little nicks here and there Hey, Jay, it doesn't seem like anybody's all that concerned that the Padres aren't going to have a great season this year. I, it's almost impossible to imagine them falling short. But uh, if you go back to 2020, it was a shortened season. They got into the postseason. There were a lot of expectations for 2021, and uh, they did fall short. 2022, I don't know that the expectations were the same, and uh, they ended up taking it all the way to the National League Championship Series. Are they aware of the expectations as a team and how do you suppose this team is going to best deal with those expectations? They're very aware of the expectations, and they're 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 trying not to downplay them. Which, to their credit, that's I mean, they 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 want to they want to win the whole thing. They want to win the World Series, and they're not they're, they're not lying about that. But they're also saying that it's a if that's what you're if that's kind of what you're worried about, and you're not worried about the day to day, that you're not going to get the kind of results you want to get. And so, I in 2021 that team. I, I think you look at that team that had more more flaws, obviously, than than this team. But expectations are are tough, and the vibes are as high as they've ever been in a Padres camp, maybe ever, for this team. And it, it, it's a baseball season. You're gonna go. You're gonna go two and five on a road trip, and when that happens, and I'm sure fan sentiment's gonna turn at some point. Just, I mean, not wholly, but just just. That's the way baseball works. It's, it's going to get tough, and you kind of need to have the resiliency to, to withstand that. And you're playing in a really tough division with, with one of the best teams in baseball. I don't care what the Dodgers did or didn't do during the offseason. It's going to be a really, really this tough division almost regardless. This is only- and so I've got – I just think it'll be it, – it, it's the expectations are there, and the Padres are wholly acknowledging them, which I appreciate because I think – if you deny the expectations, you kind of set yourself up not to not, – because they're there anyway. You know what they are, yeah. and, and they haven't set themselves up to, to kind of be taken aback by them. They're embracing them and understanding what, what awaits them. Very well explained, as always, from A.J. Casavell, our guy down in Peoria from MLB.com. And uh, I'm sure you've uh, seen Tony Gwynn Jr., but, hey – the rest of the show is on its way, AJ. We will be down there in a couple of weeks, so we'll look forward to seeing you. Thanks so much for your time, as always. Enjoy the rest of your day, and enjoy some of the extra time you have off thanks to the rain out. Thanks, AJ. I will do so, and I can't wait to see you guys. Appreciate it there. Uh, AJ Cassaville joining us on the uh, Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. You can save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet. Find new roads. It's getting difficult to ask Padre questions without asking kind of the same ones over and over again right now, and I, that is, how good just, is this team? And and, and also just, trying to pick at the roster and find little position battles that really matter. I mean, 
usually you go into a season, you know, you got a couple of guys fighting for an outfield spot or a shortstop or a third. But this team, you don't have that. So, you know, you're kind of picking at the uh, at this team, trying to find weaknesses where there really aren't any. I was just thinking to myself as we were asking these questions, like I just literally just finished saying how Bo Mel gets asked the same questions <laughs> over and over again. And I'm doing the same thing to AJ, basically. Yeah. But I mean, but I mean, listen, this is um, this is the life of a really good team. You don't, you, you got to start. You got to like nitpick to find different things. Now that doesn't mean they're not capable of going out and not playing well. But when you just look at the roster in itself, and we're talking March first, you're going there's going to be some things that are you know tough to figure out. One thing that is also tough to figure out is this whole situation with the uh, broadcast rights to local Major League Baseball teams. The uh, MLB just announced that they've added executives to their uh, local media departments to help put the broadcast together for 17 teams in Major League Baseball, and Padres are included among those. That's because of the uh, Diamond Sports Group, the uh, which operates networks under the name Valley Sports has uh, not been able to make the payments necessary. But uh, don't fear, Padre fans. Padre baseball will be on your airwaves this year, but Major League Baseball is going to have something to do with it. And I think we kind of all were aware that that was on, was a possibility. All right, first hour of the show is in. little daily gambit when we come back. I had an overnight, which isn't really surprising. Scraby will have fun making fun of me. I'm just waiting until you get out of here so we can go to break. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 